0: Welcome to the First Time Go podcast. I'm Benjamin Ducek. Today's guest is Christopher Jarvis. Chris is an award-winning filmmaker, photographer, and musician from Detroit, Michigan. His film Singularity screened at the Cannes Film Festival, and his short film Bruised Fruit won the Audience Award at the Central Michigan International Film Festival and several other events. In 2017, he scored the VR film, If Not Love, that premiered at Sundance. Along with being a talented filmmaker, Chris has toured all over the country with his music, performing at the Movement Electronic Music Festival, South by Southwest, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and more. Today we'll be talking about a short film, Sunset Somewhere, which recently received a green light on the crowdfunding site, Seed&Spark. Chris is also an awesome guy. You know how sometimes people are faux-nice when you screw something up, but you can tell they're grumpy about it? I had a hiccup recording this, but you couldn't tell from Chris's reaction. Who knows? Maybe with all his directing, writing, and musical success, he also can crush acting. Welcome to the podcast, Christopher Jarvis. Chris, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. Thanks so much for making the time for the First Time Go podcast. I really appreciate it. So what made you decide to get into filmmaking? It's just
1: something that I've kind of been into since I was a teenager. I started making videos in my high school art class, little like stop motion animation videos. I did some like music videos for friends and stuff. And I just like, I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I was doing photography and music and just kind of dabbling in a lot of stuff. But I I thought that film kind of like meshed all the things I was interested in into, into one uh, art form. And then I just started discovering like all the all the weird art films that are out there. And, and I started realizing that it wasn't just like Star Wars and and action. Movie. Not, not that there's anything wrong with those. I like those movies, but I started realizing there was more different kinds of movies and that um yeah you could you could make kind of all different kinds of stuff and I got kind of obsessed started watching a ton of movies and then um yeah just started trying to make them myself that's fantastic
0: and so can you talk about Sunset Somewhere and how that came to be you mentioned in your Seed and Spark video that it's a personal story.
1: Yeah so I started writing that script when the world was kind of in in lockdown when everyone was was stuck in their homes during uh during during the COVID Pandemic, And I spent a lot of months just kind of like wallowing in existential (laughs) crisis mode. And then I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta try to do something with my time here. So I, I wrote this script. That first version was like way different than, than where it's at now, but I wrote it. I kind of, um, I wasn't really happy with, I liked a lot of it, but I wasn't happy with the ending of the third act. So I kind of put it away for a while and then um you know I've been wanting to make a feature for a long time now. I was just thinking about it again last winter and I was like I should just go for it this year. Right. And then I remembered that I had the script and I, I pulled it out and I reread it. And um, I just started working on it. I rewrote the third act. I, I, I fixed it up. And um, it is very personal to me. Before I got into film, I was in, uh, I was working in the music industry for a while. And so I, I came on the cusp of a bunch of different opportunities that kind of all ended up falling apart where I like thought, I was going to make it and then I, I thought i was going to have this big awesome. opportunity and then things fell apart and that's even happened to me in the film industry too so it's just kind of about that experience of like getting your hopes up and then your dreams being crushed and then <laughs> kind of just having to go on and like keep finding stuff you know?
0: yeah. yeah exactly oh that's fantastic well you hit 107 percent seven days into your seed and spark campaign what do you attest that success to and what lessons do you have for others and also notice it on Twitter, you mentioned you might do a little film on how you did it. That's quite a bit of success. And I'm sure a lot of people would wonder, how can I do that?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about making a video about it. Because there's like, there's like a lot of things I think that went into it. I started like writing a script for that video. And I, I just think like, like, yeah, there's just a lot that went into it. But like, just briefly, the disclaimer for our story, I think is that, like I said, I've been working in, in the music community in Detroit for over 10 years. I've been working in the film community for about five-ish years now. So, you know, all that time, I've been kind of building up a community. I've been networking. I've been meeting a ton of people. So I think, like, I think doing that, having that, just just that notoriety behind me, and I never really, I've never asked anyone for money until now. So I think just, like, having that community who, like, has seen what I can do for no money, they um, (laughs) were more willing to give me money now that I'm asking. Uh, the other thing that we did was we partnered with a local theater in our uh, in Detroit, uh, Planet Ant Theater. Who we work with them, um, we cast a lot of our short films through them. Um, they do like improv comedy and stand up comedy. They do plays of all sorts, music shows. They pretty much do everything. So we partnered with them. They came on as a producer, and um, they were able to send the the campaign out to their like list of like ten thousand email subscribers or whatever so yeah that was a big deal and also them just giving us like the stamp of approval that they trust us i right. think just helped also yeah i think it was really a combination of those two things
0: so you would say that it's, oh, then, oh yeah oh, go ahead first
1: gonna just add one more thing the other the other thing that we did is um we did the first week of our campaign we didn't post about it publicly we just reached out to friends and family um, because we wanted to have some money in there before we started telling people about it. So it looked like we had momentum. It looked like people believed in the project and we were able to raise like half the money before we even went public with it. So I think like once we went public and people saw that there was like, oh, they already have half the money. I think, I think that helped us um, with people just being more willing to to contribute.
0: Exactly. So you would say that you need to make sure to build a network that you can't just be, necessarily coming in fresh and you know not knowing anyone and then asking for people to donate and then maybe build momentum through a sort of like a a stealth campaign to raise the money so that when you go live asking the public it looks like the campaign has momentum
1: yeah that's at least what we did and it it seemed to work um and obviously you know telling people that that they need to network and build a community like it took me a decade to do that so i realized that that's like Kind of daunting to people so i mean you you can probably do it without doing that but at the very least like make some good short films make some good make a good proof of concept just have something to show people that you can like that you're not going to just like you know squander the money they give you right
0: right no that's fantastic what should people know about the Detroit independent film culture?
1: You know, that's a good question. When you sent me the questions over, I was like, hmm, how do I, how do I answer? Because me and my team, we work pretty, and so what's the word? We, we work kind of closely together. And right. um I don't work on many other film sets, to be honest with you. It's um, I'll do freelance work for people and and stuff like that, but usually it's like where I'm a one man band. So I have friends in the in the the film community here, but um, I don't really work on their stuff, which is kind of interesting. I, I just kind of see the output and I see what they're creating, which is which is cool. But yeah, I don't. I might get roasted for saying this, but I don't. I don't think there's a super strong film community here. At least not in the way that I'm trying to work. It's like I feel like every is trying to be very professional and by the book not that i'm not trying to do that but um right we also just have like our own way of doing things that i think is different than a lot than how a lot of people work
0: well do you think that makes you allows your project to be unique in that way and that you're doing something that maybe some other people aren't doing whereas in say los angeles it might be easier to get lost in the crowd
1: yeah definitely I've, yeah i mean i've obviously thought about moving out to la or atlanta right. or you know these places but yeah it's exactly what you said i think like living here gives me the freedom to kind of do what i want to do and not yeah get like swallowed up in a sea of other people who are trying to do do a similar thing.
0: So where is Sunset somewhere right now? Say the campaign goes on 150, 200 percent, knock on wood. What happens (laughs) then? What's the the rollout plan regarding like festivals that you're targeting or when can people expect to see it?
1: Yeah. So we're still in pre-production right now. Our plan is to start production next month. So pretty much as soon as the Seated Spark is over and we get the money in our bank account we can start getting all the stuff that we need um so yeah as soon as we have the money we're going to start shooting it and then we're shooting all summer there's a little spoiler alert there's a little bit of a time jump in the movie so we're going to be shooting a little bit in the fall slash winter as well um but hopefully like if all goes as planned i'm going to be editing it as we're shooting it so that um long days in front of (laughs) Yeah, but the the shooting blocks are split up over the summer. So it's not like we're shooting continuously for for a month or whatever. We're breaking it up. So, yeah, the goal is to have a, a cut finish by the end of the year that way we can submit to festivals next year. Okay. Um hopefully we hit that. If if we do, I'll be super happy, but um yeah, it might take longer, who knows.
0: And do you have what kind of equipment do you plan on using? Do you have equipment from, you know, all of the ventures that you've had over the past 10 years? I know sometimes people feel like the equipment can be a little daunting before starting.
1: Yeah, so um, I would say it's about half and half right now. We're going to be using like half of the equipment that I already have, and then we'll be either renting or purchasing new stuff. But um hold on, I'll show you. This is the camera we're shooting it on right here, the Sony FX3. I don't know if you're familiar with this camera at all. No. um it's yeah, it's 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 like one of the smallest cinema cameras out there, but um, it's been getting a lot of notoriety lately because um, the guy who shot the Batman, he shot a scene in that movie on this camera, and he just shot Gareth Edwards' new movie, The Creator, of okay. this camera. Sony
0: um, FS three
1: FX three yeah FX3? Um, So yeah, we're gonna be using this, but I'm gonna be getting like new lenses for it and okay. um, like dollies and and a steady cam and all the, all that stuff too. So yeah, it's gonna be like half the gear that we already have, and then um we'll be supplementing that with with the uh the money that we raise
0: awesome so if somebody wants to contribute after uh seed and spark campaign uh will planet ant uh, will that be available to do yeah we have um i don't know how we'll do it
1: exactly right now we have like a a business venmo and cash app that people can donate to so we'll leave those open but um yeah maybe we can figure out a more official way for people to do it. I'm not 100% sure yet, but okay. um, at the very least, we'll have that that Venmo and that Cash App open if people want to keep supporting. Awesome. Well, I'll
0: put that in the show. And it's just a
1: sunset couple. somewhere on there.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And every bit, every little bit helps. I think it, it's always much more expensive than you expect to put together a film.
1: Oh yeah. It's kind of insane the the amount of money we're doing this for actually.
0: <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, absolutely. Well, congratulations, Chris. It's great that you were able to achieve campaign success within seven days. And I look forward to seeing the film. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for being on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the First Time Go podcast. The goal is to make life a little easier for independent creators. So if you're with me for that, give the pod a five-star review wherever you download your podcast. Early access to episodes and other subscription benefits are available on Patreon and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to be highlighted on the show, please send an email to ben at firstgopod.com. And let's help creators get their first time go.